My name is Javier Colon. Welcome to The In-Between. Today, I am joined by Gabby Garcia and Zeb Hernandez to talk about their film titled 2095. Hey, guys. Hello. How you guys doing? I'm all right. How are you? (laughs) Very cool. Awesome. I'm really excited to talk about your guys' piece, so I think we should just, like, jump in. So, first of all, introduce yourselves. Who are you guys, and what do you do? Um, I'm Gabby Garcia, and I'm the look dev artist for our thesis, so I'm responsible for textures, lighting, compositing, and I do a little modeling as well. And I'm Zeb Hernandez. I'm responsible for animation, cinematography, sound design, and editing. How did you find yourself at SVA? Well, I knew from a young age, like I wanted to do art. I just wasn't sure what kind of art. Um, I eventually like uh, found that computer art was something I was really attracted to, especially growing up playing video games and watching, you know, 3D film. Mm-hmm. So I found that SVA had a really good program, and it wasn't too far from where I lived as well. So that's how I found it. And then for me, how I found myself in here, I grew up playing with a lot of action figures, uh, reading a lot of comic books, playing a lot of video games. And I found my interest through animation through that, through all of that, including uh, working out. I feel like all of those kind of tied into my interest for animation specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found myself going to SVA because my older brother actually went to the 2D bfa animation department oh cool so he recommended me going here and so far i like it and um i think the experience was great the recommendation was great too and your brother he did the 2d animation so is he graduated already or is he still in the program he graduated in 2016 okay and uh yeah about that time he was graduating he showed me sva and then i visited it Okay, so now I kind of want to talk about your thesis. So what is it called and what is it about? And this can be for either one of you. Um, 2095 is about a futuristic cyberpunk world wherein it's dominated by mega corporations. The main thing that we're going for is this idea of greed. I think one of the biggest inspirations for us was in our second year, our teacher was telling us uh, in this class you know, a lot of humans are subjugated to capitalism. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, thinking about the context of cyberpunk, uh, a lot of future relies on like this idea of selfishness, greed, all of these, you know, evil ways of thinking. Through that, we kind of sculpted these two characters that start from a poor background mm-hmm. and eventually have to find ways to make their ends meet. Mm-hmm. And even if that means stealing from these big corporations and stuff like that. So that's basically the basis of 2095. And then we wanted it to be like a full action sequence. We wanted it to look, you know, a little bit different from the traditional featured film side of SBA that is being promoted quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that our aesthetic overall, too, for what we envision for this film kind of goes along the lines of games, too, because that's something that we both like. Uh, A lot of people look into SVA films and they expect, you know, all of this emotion, all of this featured film stuff. And that's totally cool and all, but uh, we want ours to look different since it'll be forever on SVA. Yeah, exactly. You guys kind of want to be a little more distinct in your visual style and in your 
story as well, because I imagine that a lot of feature films aren't necessarily focused on cyberpunk robots running around stealing from corporations. I feel like that's not very, uh, I don't know if that would get picked up by Pixar. Maybe it would, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just like as a kind of a side question, why the year 2095? Well, one thing you'll see as a common theme throughout cyberpunk film and video games is it's like they centered around the year, like it's some dystopian era into the future. So we were just exploring different like different years that we wanted to place our film in. So we just decided on 2095 because we thought it kind of had a nice ring to it. It definitely has a nice ring to it. And uh, in the same way that cyberpunk has like 2077, you know, so... (laughs) I think 2095 is a really cool year, and if we live to see it, I will think about this film. There is an interesting theme here, right, of lower class, for lack of a better term, citizens being subjugated to the evils of capitalism, right? And I was wondering, like, where did that idea kind of come from? Zeb, you were kind of touching upon it a little bit earlier, saying that it came from almost what a teacher was talking about, but I'm curious, like... Was there anything else that kind of cultivated into this idea? Well, I mean, looking around uh, at our world right now, Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of problems financially. We have COVID happening, which, you know, there was all of these events like the looting of people uh, taking advantage of certain certain, like political situations. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of helped us further bolster our idea towards like, how we wanted to structure the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were seeing it also in the subway system where they're implementing uh, this thing called Omni, where it's paid by the card, paid mm-hmm. by the phone. And, you know, the thing that always strikes my mind is that what happens to those people that can't afford that stuff? Mm-hmm. What happens with the people that don't have phones, that don't have credit cards? You know, our world is slowly transitioning into that type of atmosphere where people are already so technologically advanced, they forget about lower class people. Mm -hmm. The rich become more rich, the poor become more poor. Uh, I think also another big inspiration in that was I, as growing up, I also watched this thing called Batman Beyond. Oh, it's an awesome show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a big Batman fan. And uh, whenever I see that show, they always find some way to make a new enemy. And that enemy is always, you know, surrounded by all this greed, Mm -hmm. this anarchy. And I think it's a really good theme. I, I think that it fits the genre that we're going for. And I think that it works. And I think that it's it's very telling that this theme can carry on no matter what the time period looks like. So even if it's like 2095, 2020 or like 1980 or whatever, whatever year it is, this theme of, you know, people being taken advantage of or being left behind still carries through. And I think that this is really a really good message that you guys are sending through your piece. It's not necessarily sentimental or emotional, but it's important. And I think that that's great that you guys decided to do that. You were kind of mentioning that this piece was almost inspired by uh, events in the world that happened. And I was wondering if this piece was at all affected by the pandemic. Like, did you guys refine that idea of capitalism is evil for lack of a better term during the pandemic or was this before like how did your thesis change because of the pandemic if it did at all 
I would say that uh, it did change a little bit. It's always, that was always like the center of our team, like the whole idea of greed, people being driven by greed. But yeah, I think we were definitely starting to relate a little more to certain things since we're seeing <laughs> stuff in the media that, you know, people are being driven by all sorts of factors. And mm -hmm. it almost feels like we're living in a dystopian environment sometimes. It definitely did have a little bit of a factor in us being like, okay, we don't really want to make a happy story with a happy ending. We just, we just want to show this. <laughs> to add on to that, I think the pandemic has definitely shifted our story direction to begin with, because when we took our thesis pre-production class last year as juniors, we were aiming our goal towards something more horror-themed, mm -hmm. something psychologically twisting. And... You know, the reality of the pandemic is that there are a lot of problems in there. There there were a lot of inspiration to take from all of these people, all of the world events that have happened. And I think by incorporating that with something like cyberpunk, it just fit. You know, I think the timing was right. Yeah. <laughs> Not that the pandemic was necessarily something great, <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, it, it, it kind of uh, it kind of clicked in a very uncomfortable yeah. but satisfying way yeah so the theme is really solidified and i think it's conveyed really nicely um but i actually kind of want to talk a little bit more technical uh i will start with gabby what would you say is your favorite part about working on thesis so far um i would say there's a, definitely a couple things but my favorite part um probably just letting finally letting me explore these skills i've learned at sva for almost four years now, like mm -hmm. really trying to see how everything I've learned and how I'm putting that in a film, seeing it come alive. And this is something that we have like complete control over. We chose mm -hmm. the design, we chose the the look, what we wanted to do in this film. So it's, it's pretty satisfying to see like everything we've learned sort of tie up at the end. Getting hands down, you know, dirty on animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love animating. I love cinematography with the animation mm -hmm. and I can't wait to see it fully done. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of want to jump back a little bit um, to you guys and how you guys kind of decided to work together. So, you know, whoever wants to answer this can go ahead. How did you guys decide to work together? Well, um, throughout SGA, we always kind of were working together and we both have a very similar um, aesthetic and style that we really like. And we also found that like our skill sets balance each other out perfectly because I am more of the look dev. I do the artwork and texture and lighting and he's all for animation and the more technical aspects of the film. So we just kind of perfectly balance each other out. And so kind of talking about you guys as a team, what is something that you've learned from each other while you're working on this project? I think the understanding how to manage time is probably, <laughs> you know, the one. Yep. Understanding what you need to get done by a certain deadline. I'm sure that's, you know, a common struggle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think for our team, you know, and specifically, I think that it's time management overall. I've worked with her. We worked with each other for three years. We know what to expect from each other's work. Mm -hmm. We know how to push each other to reach new heights. I think it's just understanding how much is under our belt and not over, you know, like underestimating it. 
I would say, um, especially since, you know, we have different skill sets, there's, there are definitely times where we clash. So, and this happens working on any team, any group. So just understanding how to like communicate with each other and giving each other breaks, letting each other understand, like there are times you need space. It's definitely hard to work with people sometimes, I would say. You guys deciding to work together, I think, works well with this piece because you mesh really well. But at the same time, there always will be challenges whenever there there's any project or any team. So I actually kind of want to touch upon that a little bit more. What would you say was your worst moment in thesis thus far? That moment when you finish your renders and you realize when you're compositing that you don't have all the, the layers you need hmm. for comping. So... In our proof of concept, I realized I was missing some render layers um, after I had to render everything locally. Mm-hmm. So I basically had to figure out how I was going to get these extra renders done in the time that we had. Mm-hmm. So as a result, I had to sacrifice some of the quality that could have been presented mm-hmm. on the day we showed our proof of concepts. But it's okay because we overcame that and now I know what not to do <laughs> later when things are more important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Proof of concept. Yeah. I believe that it could have been, you know, a lot better if we uh, kind of planned it out a little bit more, mm-hmm. explored a little bit more. But I think for me personally, the, the part that broke me was when we would work with some people to, you know, help us with certain parts of the project mm. And then, you know, when you work with a lot of people, you got to have your neck in their business Mm -hmm. because it's your project. And I think the times that people kind of backed out from the project when we needed them the most, Mm. that one broke me because then I had to find other ways to kind of fix the problem. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Like you kind of had to improvise in an unexpected manner, you know, like exactly. when, like completely spontaneously. Um, I think that's the mark of a good worker. I think if you are able to kind of pick up the slack when you need to, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should beat yourself up about that kind of thing. Uh, and Gabby, like I mentioned before, I don't think you should beat yourself up about the render layers because there's there's just so many components to making it look the way that it does. So now I want to turn it to a little bit more of a happier note. What would you guys say was your best moment in thesis thus far? I guess like those times where we can stop and look at our work so far and we're like, damn, like we've really <laughs> come a long way. Um, really seeing like the, the result of everything now is pretty exciting. And um, I would say also those moments where, as I mentioned before, we had some downs working with people. We also had some really great moments having people help us like we really appreciate the help we have gotten from everyone and just being able to work together efficiently has been some of the best moments too i think to add to that definitely seeing the full project come to life you know when you start with a previs when you start with you know an animatic storyboard you can kind of see it but when you start seeing like a full 3d block out when you start seeing the poc stuff that that's the best part because your idea is finally, you know, real. It's there. You just have to uh, polish it more, you know? Yeah. It's, it's more about just once you have your idea there, once it's visually in front of you and it's real, you just have to push it now. And we have all these people that helped us. And we, you know, I think 
it's a big inspiration for us to not let these people down, to not let everyone that's hyped about the film down, you know? Would you say that the potential audience kind of motivates you guys as a whole? For sure. Yes. For sure, man. Everybody that believes in the project, everybody that hypes over the project, especially when we started seeing each other's thesis projects after thesis topics class, Mm -hmm. when we all met up, everybody was so excited for everyone's film. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a great community. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What would you tell your freshman self about SVA? Learn more, know more. Because <laughs> we need, you know, when you're in this spot, you got to be in control of a lot of things. This is our first time as students making a full-fledged film. And I think it's, you know, I think it's important to know exactly what you're putting yourself into. Because there was a lot that I didn't know. There's a lot that Gabby didn't know. And that's what led us to asking for a lot of help. And I would have told myself, Hey man, you gotta you gotta learn everything. You gotta you gotta at least touch base with everything, know the fundamentals of everything. Because honestly, I like that, and I'm not afraid to say that. But I can animate. <laughs> yeah, you can animate. Did you um? Did you go into SVA like wanting to do animation, animation only, or did you discover that love for it as you're taking classes? So, when I attended SVA, I did want to do 3D animation primarily. But when I saw this modeling, when I saw all of this, you know, simulation, rigging, I wanted to try it out. And I think that was fine in the first two years because you want to kind of open your eyes to all of the different options that you have before Mm -hmm. choosing. But then uh, mid sophomore year, early junior year, I was like, people are good at modeling. I can't I can't (laughs) do this. I can't be technically, you know, inclined in modeling. Mm -hmm. I saw all of that was involved with modeling. And I was like, you know, what? let's try animation again. And, you know, I had the inspiration from a lot of people like, hey, man, you should animate. I think you have a thing for animation. And then reflecting on the background of it. Uh, of, of my interests, like the exercise, the video games, the mm-hmm. action figures, collectibles. I was like, you know, playing with a rig and making it move and come to life isn't all that different from my childhood of playing with toys, Yeah, of being an actor, of trying to play the role of something for reference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, so I thought about it and I was like, I'm going to be an animator. <laughs> so that eventually led me back to wanting to be an animator and now i know for sure this is what i want to do mm-hmm. it definitely makes you think about destiny versus fate like what yeah. what is existent in the world you know <laughs> i would definitely tell myself um definitely practice more and push myself a little harder out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to talk to people stop being in so stop being so insecure and just ask for help mm-hmm. i felt like uh, a lot of things i was overthinking was holding me back from like discovering what I really wanted to do earlier on. But yeah, I would definitely tell myself to be a little bit more confident. I think that's a really good piece of advice, especially for anybody who's entering this department and they've never touched any of the programs that they're using. You know, I think it's very easy to get discouraged because, you know, there's a lot to take in at once. So, so what would you guys say? To any juniors who are now entering the thesis phase, this could be people who are entering the pre-production phase or anybody who is starting to become a senior and working on their thesis. I would say definitely plan out your your work and t- 
time manage. That's been one of the biggest issues, as we mentioned before. Uh, if you can, just try to be organized, try to plan everything out. For us, we changed our idea pretty late. We changed it at the beginning of this year. What was the original idea? Like, what did this start as? Um, our original story was a pretty, it was a horror story. So um, uh, like a dad who was grieving over his daughter and could not go get over her death. And you find out at the end that <laughs> it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had never left her because he was carrying around her corpse the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's it started uh, from that. It's very uh <laughs> I, I love the um the Pixar quality to it. I think it's it's just it's, yeah. it's great for kids, you know. Yeah. And that could that could potentially be the next Pixar movie, right? <laughs> you know, having homie carry his daughter in his car. With him? Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this is scary. I think that uh, as far as horror is concerned, you nailed it right on that. <laughs> <laughs> and having to, you know redo a lot of the pre-production stuff. It was hard. We had to ask for a lot of help and we had to, you know, really move fast. If we had um, been a little bit more prepared, I think junior year, we've been a little bit more organized. I think that would have saved us a lot more time. But, you know, things happen. Have your ideas straight. Be straight with your expectations for what you can complete. Partner up with the people that can do, you know, parts of the pipeline that you can't do. It is an honest statement that Jimmy did inform us about. And I think with those two things, you should be set. Having the people that you need to basically complete the film, the parts of the film you don't know, and having the story down. Because like Gabby said, having to redo all that pre-production stuff, it was a pain. It was a pain for sure. Especially since we had a late start and we only had 12 weeks. Yeah, definitely when you change your idea, uh, and speaking from experience here, it can be really rough to redo work that you had more time for before in a more packed and crunched time frame. You know, it's definitely very, very difficult. But I think that the idea that you guys have right now and the story that you guys have right now is really, really well flushed out. And I'm just really excited to see what it looks like in the future. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> how would you describe your SVA experience? Yeah, I would say overall, it's been really great. It's been a series of ups and downs, obviously, but I've learned so much. I would say more in these past almost four years than I have in many years before that. And it's been a really great place to express myself as an artist as well and really find what I want to do. I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, you want to pursue art. You're just going to be this starving artist in a big studio covered in paint all day. Like there's so many things you can do to really create the art you want to. And I feel like I really found that being at SVA and this department especially. And uh, I really feel like I'm going to be prepared for the future. <laughs> or whatever future that may be. It could be the future of now. It could be the future of, of next week. So... <laughs> And I'm going to need time to think about that one. Because, <laughs> you know, compiling three years, almost four, mm -hmm. it's a little hard. But I'd say, so I think like the the past three and a half years of SOA were pretty fun. I think that the department is very professional in the way that they teach the people that they hire. And, you know, you go to school for networking. 
And our school definitely has the powerhouse for that. I do believe that the the programs, like each of the each of the different classes, I mean, is uh, taught by professionals that you can find anywhere. You know, people that that have a good standing in the industry would be at SVA. You can actually see that most of some of the, the teachers there in SVA are have been former students. So you know that your dreams aren't that far away from, you know, mm-hmm. reality. And you could possibly see yourself teaching there too. So Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that either of you would uh, would teach at SVA? Yep. <laughs> I, really? I'm considering it. I'm considering it. I could definitely see Zoe doing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I would probably just do the animation courses, like the ones that Ryan Moran does. I don't know if you know him. I do not. I am not a... He's an advanced boy. animation teacher. But, gotcha. Um, because since, you know, my skill set is primarily animation, it'd probably be a class like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, instead so. of like a standard computer animation class. Very cool. Well, anybody who is a student at SVA currently look out for uh, Zeb <laughs> as your as your future animation teacher. That could be a possibility. I just have one last question for you guys. So what's next? What do you guys think you're going to be doing after SVA? Well, the goal would be to at least have an internship or you know, have some type of work by the time we graduate. I really want to spend some time, though, like practicing my skills more since like I feel like it took me a long time to figure out what I I really want to do Mm -hmm. in 3D. I really want to take the time to practice that and create more personalized projects Mm -hmm. afterwards. Totally. As soon as graduation finishes, I agree with Gabby, I'm probably going to just sit down on my desk and think about what types of stuff I need more on my reel. Because right now, I'm more of like a body mechanics animator and that's more into like games, Mm -hmm. but I would like to open up my uh, availability to featured films and, you know, commercial companies, anything that I haven't touched yet, which is character performance, Mm -hmm. pantomime. And I think that if I take some time to sit down and just, you know, hustle down on those character pieces, I should have a complete reel to be able to apply anywhere that's that's my plan and then apply again <laughs> apply God. again and again and, and just again keep <laughs> applying just keep going just keep going yeah <laughs> yeah that's really like the best advice that i think that anybody could give for anyone mm-hmm. you know just keep going because there's no there's just no barrier to entry when it comes to applying you know so mm-hmm. you just you just keep pumping them out and somebody's gonna be like all right fine they finally hire you, you know? yeah. so Thank you guys so much for being on the show. It was awesome talking to you guys. And I just wish you the best of luck on your thesis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of The In-Between. If you like the show, you can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Javier Colon, and I will see you next time.
Um, I think I, I think I figured it out. So, All right, I'm ready for this. <laughs> Did you manage to solve those problems when they came up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and interpret that yes a lot more confidently than it sounded. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, I have this little guy right here. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, it's a play around with. Oh, very posing. cool for like all posing these, and stuff. Yeah, all these action figures on my shelf over here. Mm-hmm. I use it 